Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers Podcast. My name is Alex Ikestead. I'm your host. And Packers fans, we have a very special episode today because we are joined by Javion Cohen. He's an offensive lineman from Miami, one of the top offensive linemen, interior offensive linemen in this year's upcoming NFL draft. He formerly played at Alabama as well. So we're going to get into all of his, you know, preview all the good stuff from his collegiate career and how he fits in with the Green Bay Packers moving forward. So let's dive right in. If you like today's show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Text it to a friend. That's the number one way to help us grow. But Javion, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Doing wonderful. I appreciate you having me on today, Thank you. Thank you. KJ, also joined by my co-host. KJ, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Packers fans, Javian, we're, we're really happy to be here. We're happy to have everyone here. Like Alex said, it's a very special interview today. Um, Javion is a tremendous player. He's rising up draft boards, and we're really excited to get to know him better today because, like Alex mentioned, there's a really uh, solid fit here with the Green Bay Packers, and he might even end up down in the green and gold one day. So to kick us off, Javian, um, you know, we do this thing called the lightning round. And it's kind of just to ask you a couple quick hitter questions. And, and all we ask is that you try and keep the answers to like one or two sentences max. Sound good? All good. Just do it. All righty. So first question is, what's your favorite food? Favorite food? Easy. Burgers. What's a musical yeah. artist you've been listening to a lot this year? I'd have to say... Genuine. What's the first app you open up in the morning? The weather app. <laughs> What's a favorite book you've read? Atomic Habits. What's uh, one of your favorite shows and favorite movies? Favorite show has to be Family Guy. Favorite movie, uh, Hunger Games. What's one of the favorite classes you've ever taken? Physical education. Apple Music or Spotify? Apple Music. What's the next place you want to go on vacation? Ibiza. And if you could start or pursue any charity, what would it be? I would start my own uh, nonprofit for mental health of children of youth. Amazing. Yeah, no, thanks so much uh, for, for kind of helping us get to know you a little better. And, and I'm going to kick it to Alex. Alex, uh, feel free yeah. to ask Javion some more questions. Absolutely. Javion, you mentioned that FIAD was your favorite class. And looking at your tape, uh, you know, reading more about you, you are definitely an athletic offensive lineman. When you're out there in space, I mean, I wouldn't want to get in your way, and I doubt defenders do either. So in terms of pros what is a team getting when they if they were to draft you in this upcoming year uh yeah most definitely uh athletic physical offensive lineman who loves to be in space loves to pull in space um, i feel like personally i have a very high iq uh good knowledge of various defensive looks i've had four offensive line coaches in four years so i know a lot of different terminologies different ways to explain the game for you know each of the five positions up front and you know, definitely just somebody you want in the locker room, you know, in general. Yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense. Um, going from Alabama, which is pretty much like a pro team, to Miami, another team that pumps talent in the NFL, 
you have to learn a whole new system. And um, could you describe just like that transition and, and you know, maybe uh, like like h- how you picked it up? Um, I imagine it wasn't like super smooth, but could you just kind of talk talk more about that? Yeah, I mean, so going from basically a pro style offense, you know, running gun in, in shorter terms and at Alabama, uh, having two offensive coordinators, Coach Sarkeesian and Coach O'Brien, and both very similar in the way they call plays, switching over to Miami where we got Coach Shannon Dawson from the University of Houston, his air raid approach. Um, definitely a transition that, you know, in my opinion, was smooth. I thought he explained the offense very easily, and it was you know easily uh, adjustable too. But just went more away from you know running the ball to a lot more screens, a lot more being out in open space, uh, less RPOs. You know, as, as Alabama's known a lot for RPOs, we did a lot more uh, screens and a lot of deep shots. You know, we took a lot of shots during this year, which I'm all good with. I like that. That sounds like something that would totally fit for the Packers because Packers use Aaron Jones in those screens. They have the deep threats in Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, and amongst others. And I guess maybe you want to maybe expand a little bit on that. How did your game change when you had to also take that more air raid? I guess what is something you're focused on when you are blocking in a screen versus blocking kind of in that run, you know, heavy offense at Alabama? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, getting to Miami, uh, a lot of props. Coach Mirabal, Coach Cristobal, uh, teaching me a lot about, you know, different things to look at when you're looking at the defense. When you're in the offense that we're in in Miami, you're expected to be out in the perimeter, you know, blocking small guys, big guys at all times. So it allowed me to have to, you know, hone in more on not just the front seven in the box, but the entire defense, you know, learning about safety rotations, uh, corner coverages, you know, 10 yards off, that's a three, you know, if he's in five, that's either two, you know what I'm saying? Just different, you know, mm-hmm. uh, telltale signs where you can understand where you're going to get out on defense, reading the backer, whether he's a man or not, you know, just those different things. And I think that helped me, you know, further, further my knowledge of defenses. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Um, another thing that kind of came to mind as you're discussing these, uh, these differences and how, kind of how these things complement each other and help you get better how did how would you say like your leadership um, even developed? I guess going from Alabama to Miami because you know Alabama the whole team as we mentioned is is very 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 talented and, and so is Miami but maybe not on the level of an Alabama and I imagine like in my head like I wasn't in your shoes but you you might have been able to bring some of those leadership um, qualities maybe it's because you're an upperclassman maybe it's because you came from like just the Alabama system um, could you could you talk about that? Yeah, most definitely. I feel like even, you know, within my personal life, uh, I made a lot of transitions in in my personal life that allowed me to become a leader. I got engaged to my fiance. I had a daughter. So, I mean, even having to be more of a leader at home helped me with that transition as well. But, of course, coming from the University of Alabama, having won a national championship, two SEC championships, it was just embedded in my mindset and, and also expected from Coach Mirabal and Coach Cristobal to bring in that championship mentality and try to display it for my teammates and, and have them you know, shift their mentality towards where it was this year. I feel like we did a tremendous job having a, a better approach to each and every situation that we faced this year and just overall you know, attacking adversity and being able to always look forward and never look back. And um, I think we did real good with that, but that was my role. Yeah, man, thanks so much for sharing. And, and I, I want to ask you another follow-up because at Alabama, 
like you guys did not lose often, right? And so, like you said, it was just expected. Um, you guys were expected to win. And then at, at Miami, once again, quality program, but maybe not quite as much winning as Alabama. Like, could you personally talk about like every time you lost, like, like what was that like, and and how important winning is to you? Um, yeah, can you speak on that for a little bit? Oh yeah, I mean, of course, coming from playing for Coach Saban for three years, it's always embedded in your mind that you want to be the best in anything. You don't go play for Coach Saban unless you want to be the best in anything, but um, definitely a different transition going to the University of Miami. Uh, I'll give you a personal example. We went uh, four games straight uh, out the season, you know, undefeated, and then we had our first hiccup against Georgia Tech, and immediately I had an interview in the locker room afterwards, and I just, you know, placed it straight like that after talking to my teammates. It's, you know, the sun going to come up tomorrow. You know, we're not, you know, Mm-hmm. we're not going to be afforded the opportunity to win every game, you know? So how, how's your approach to not losing the next game? How, how are you going to come back the next day and prepare for this next game? So it was basically just getting all my teammates on the same page with moving forward, you know, being able to put your best foot forward after you experience a loss and taking, you know, what you got in that loss and being able to apply that to the next week so you can make sure that you didn't lose again all business i absolutely love that and and touching on what you said about being a leader on and off the field and in the locker room at home you have a fiance now you have a daughter now um i want to ask you it's very important when we analyze players to discover their why right because if, if we found that if players have a reason to play like if if alex or i have a reason to to get up in the morning and work hard like the results just are that much more fruitful because you're driven by that why. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of might have my own ideas of, of what a daughter and what a fiance would, would, would do to your why, but could you talk about it from your own words? Like maybe there's something else that drives you that we don't even know about. Could you talk about your why? Yeah, I'd say first and foremost, um, I've been blessed with this opportunity to, you know, use my athletic skill set and, my abilities that I have personally to be able to afford opportunity to provide for myself, not only myself, but my family as well. Of course, I have my daughter, and that's the biggest one anybody can think of, but the Lord blessed me with this opportunity. Not everybody's blessed with this chance. And I've been asked this question a lot over the past month, and uh, of course, naturally, I'd say my daughter, but I want to give more grace to my Heavenly Father that gave me the ability to do this. So this is also an opportunity and a, a a why for me to be able to give him glory you know that's my why as well so it can go a variety of ways honestly but definitely my heavenly father my daughter and being able to provide for my family but it always started for me when it comes to football with winning um very competitive never wanting to lose in anything so yeah that's fantastic i think having that faith in the journey right that person beside you is just empowering in so many ways you can't describe you come from alabama javion and maybe you want to just share with not only me and kj but with our listeners about what it was like for you growing up in alabama maybe how faith played a role in your life there and when did you know that football was something that you were really good at and an opportunity to go pro in one day uh can you describe that upbringing yeah, I mean, coming from Alabama, I come from a small town, uh, Phoenix City, Alabama, probably about 30,000 residents. Um, it's not much to do out there other than, you know, be a sports player or, you know, go to school. So, um, of course, I had to do both in high school, just 
you know, always spending time in the backyard with my dad catching passes, you know, thinking I was going to be the next Donald driver, to be honest with you. But nice. <laughs> at times, man, it's just, it's just, you know, having those conversations with different people. I got to high school and freshman year, I'm still playing defensive line and sophomore year, I'm playing that as well. And I remember a coach just walking up to me saying, you know, uh, at the time I was playing basketball, so I was a two sport athlete and he was like, leave basketball alone. Like you could be a draft pick one day and never really hit me until I flipped over the offensive line in 11th grade and started getting offers and then rolled in. But like that, that was around the time where I realized I could really, you know, change my life and change my family life with, you know, football. Man, that's so special. And, um, you know, there's so many follow-up questions I could ask about that. I just want to thank you for sharing that. Uh, taking it back to the Packers, right? Like, we're very blessed to have a great, um, you know, guard ourselves in Elton Jenkins. Sure. And uh, could, could you talk about maybe, like, what you see in Elton Jenkins, like, what you see in, in the Packers' offensive line, and then, you know, like, maybe some – if you have any players you like to model your game after. Yeah, um, I won't say that I watched the offensive line – yeah, a lot, but I definitely know about, you know, Bakhtiari, uh, Elton, of course, Runyon. Uh, those guys are definitely physical players. Elton, for sure, uh, I watched him since he came from Mississippi State. He was somebody that when I was getting recruited, I was watching heavily, actually. You know, he's heavy-handed, um, one of those athletic guys as well. He's a physical guy, too. Um, me, personally, I model my game after uh, Zach Martin and Joe Thune of the Chiefs, you know, just – Love how Zach Martin is a savvy veteran, um, knows a million ways to block guys, block a million guys like that. And um, Joe Dooney seems to always be in the right place, which is I know coaches have never, you know, disagree with that technique that he uses. And um, he's a physical run guy as well, a road grader, if you say. And um, yeah, those two definitely. That's that's awesome. We actually were fortunate enough to start our podcast with an Elton Jenkins interview. So we got to learn a lot about Elton Jenkins right from the get go. And one thing that jumped out about him and you remind me a lot of him in a way is his IQ. He was also an engineer as well as, you know, a football player. And when you were asked your favorite book, you said Atomic Habits. That's not necessarily a normal answer you're going to receive from someone. So, Javion. Uh, IQ is a strength of yours. Maybe you want to talk about your process and just where that can, you know, be an advantage for you at the next level. Yeah, I mean, I feel like me personally, I, I take coach's script word for word and I embed it in my line. I'm, you know, trying to be as productive as I can throughout the week, you know, watching film and, and also collaborate with teammates watching film. But most definitely, you know, just taking what coach gives me and, and making it, you know, my priority to learn exactly what I need to learn for that week. Um, I feel like that comes well and then allows me to, you know, play to a more comfortable degree, you know, rather than not knowing exactly what I'm doing and just relying on my athletic talent. So definitely I uh, learned that early on coming into Alabama, knowing it's the business approach, basically, and uh, just ran with it. I think the fact that you went to Alabama is truly unique. Our listeners, everyone knows of Alabama football, knows of Nick Saban. And what I want to ask is, what is some maybe one piece of advice that you know that maybe the world doesn't know that Nick Saban's given you, whether it's like a quote or just some way he goes about his life and, you know, instills greatness in his players that you can share with the audience? I won't say this isn't widely known, but I would say he definitely 
would let you know four quarters is is not even just it pertains to more than just a football game um completing basically completing whatever tasks that you have with maximum effort for however long that you need to whether it was a workout whether it was class whether it was an exam whether it was practice you know complete effort for 60 minutes and and that's exactly what you need to do to achieve greatness but it went a lot further beyond the fact that we were playing the game it went you know deeper than that and that's what i feel like i pulled the most of him you know having consistency throughout an entire segment of whatever you're doing in life um that you know resided with me the most or resonated amazing yeah that is incredible i'm actually going to Start applying that to my life. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> Hopefully our listeners. So we really just want to thank you for sharing that as well. And, and I want to take it back to the process, right? The pre-draft process. You're a very polished player in relation to many of your peers. And that's why you're considered one of the, you know, the premier um, uh, offensive linemen in this draft class, especially along the interior. And I want to ask, going back to that fact that you are polished, but yet there's another level jump you're about to make. What are like one or two things you're specifically working on to continue honing your skills, continue honing your game and being the best you can be? Uh, I don't definitely feel like I can reach another level of athleticism. Um, just being able to, you know, be consistent within my regiments throughout the daily, daily uh, process, just, you know, stretching more, uh, more yoga, more, more everything just to open myself up. I feel like I can tap into another level of athleticism, basically, and definitely just my all-around game. You know, I want to be more heavy-handed in the running game. I want to be, you know, a ballerina in the passing game, just focusing on whatever I need to to make myself the best player for whoever decides to draft me. And I think if the Packers drafted you, you would fit in so well because they have kind of that brotherhood mentality on the offensive line. It's something that is different maybe compared to other position groups in football. And you feel like you could fit in. I feel like you could fit in. What is uh, some way in which you kind of bring that brotherhood? How, how do you fit amongst offensive lines? Because you've had to play for several different groups of them. Mm-hmm. I guess, what is that like? Can you describe for our listeners maybe some of the little things you try to do or to, to really shine there? I mean, most definitely. Uh, being in the offensive line room, first and foremost, we all understand uh, our responsibility that we take, you know, playing this position. Uh, when you're on the field, it's five is one, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. There's one wide receiver and then there's another wide receiver. There's one tight end and then there's one quarterback and one running back. But there's five of us up there. We have to be one. Uh, and I think that comes with a lot of cohesiveness, and that starts off the field. Me personally, um, inviting guys over to my house, man. We watch Wimby in the Summer League, you know, stuff like that. Uh, going out, you know, to Soggy Bottom in Alabama and just having an O-line retreat. Uh, stuff like that, man. We just, you know, me personally, I'm a people's people. Uh, if you had a good vibe, I got a good vibe with you. We're just going to be able to click like that. Never met anybody that didn't like me just because, I mean, that's how I carry myself. You know, I'm somebody that's very personable. So whenever I get a chance to get around any guys in any room, I just thank for the opportunity. I go in there with my head down and my, my mind don't work and I, my mouth shut, but most definitely just going to be able to relate to anything and any guys and, and have those relationships and build those relationships. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing it. And one thing you, you spoke on that kind of, uh, 
perked my interest a little bit is just like the overall importance of the job that you have. And it, it feeds into my next question. Like, what do you see in Jordan Love? Like when you see Jordan Love, because protecting him is going to be the absolute key to the Packers winning a Super Bowl. And we are knocking on that doorstep in this next, you know, whether it's next year or even the next like 10, 12 years. And so, so when you see Jordan Love, what do you see? I see 12 and four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, watched, I've watched this whole season. And I'm like, he looks just like him uh, off platform. <laughs> I mean, and he's a wizard too. Uh, definitely somebody who was slept on coming out of Utah. Uh, and uh, definitely got his chance to shine this year. So he just looked just solid, you know, and he has, you know, everything that you can want in the quarterback. Um, just somebody that you, you want to block for. I played for, you know, Alabama and had Bryce Young as my quarterback. my best, the best quarterback I've ever blocked for. And I see similarities there, too. Like, they're complete wizards and magicians on the field. And that can make the job way easier for offensive linemen as well. So just I'd be excited to block with Jordan, you know, if I ever get the chance, I would love to do that. That would be super exciting. One thing that you mentioned was that you're trying to do more yoga. You're trying to, you know, stretch more. And the draft is coming up in April. So that's going to be here faster than we know it. What did the next two months look like for you? Uh, where are you training? And I guess um, I guess maybe you want to speak on that couple next couple months coming up until the draft. Yeah, I'm uh, currently training in California, proactive Um Right now, um, working on my forty times, uh, trying to get those two to drop. Uh, had a good time yesterday, so hopefully the combine you know reflects that. Uh, just continue to to work on things I need to work on. We're working with an offensive line trainer who's widely known in the NFL. Uh, he has helped numerous guys, you know, fix their game. And uh, just continue to hone in on my craft. Continue to. You know, get flexible. I do yoga every Wednesday, every Thursday, and just continue to stretch and get open. And uh, hopefully, you know, get around to these top 30s and be able to talk to these teams and see exactly where I'm going. That's awesome. What What is a goal for you in the 40 time? And I guess maybe also on top of that, the bench press, because you've probably been doing those, getting ready for the tests. Uh, what are you shooting for? Yeah, I want a sub five in the 40 looking good that way and then i want our nice 22 to 25 in the in it you know bench press reps that would be nice hey i got a quick question here um you're at the senior bowl correct right were you by chance able to go up against jerzon newton at all uh no he did not go to the senior bowl oh okay yeah but i I did meet him in the symposium in indianapolis last spring Okay. Nice, nice guy, very smart as well. Well, I guess I guess taking it to the Senior Bowl, what were like maybe one of those defensive linemen you went up against that kind of surprised you? Say, hey, this is a guy to look out for. Uh, me personally, I'm gonna say T. Sweat and uh, Justin Boigby. Of course, I went against Boigby at Bama uh, right before he had that neck injury, but he's came out this year and completely fine tuned his game. I think that's somebody that a lot of teams are going to get to know very well, much like Byron Young in the previous cycle, you know, just know how Alabama mm-hmm. puts out six consecutive, you know, defensive line that you want in the league. Shout out to Freddie Roach and uh, T-Sweat, man. He's very nimble. Uh, okay. 
very, very agile. Uh, definitely caught me by surprise. Even though I played him as well when he was at Texas, it's just he's took it up to another level as well. And he's, you know, four hundred pounds moving like that. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, doing that work. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. Well, well, one thing is for sure, you played against the best of the competition in the SEC, and then even in the ACC. So you're you're used to it. You're going to, I think, make the jump to the NFL quite well. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. The final question that we always ask our guests is, how's the family doing? You mentioned you had a fiance and a daughter. And then I guess, how, how are you, Javion, the person doing? Family's doing good. We're actually getting ready to go to Disneyland right now. So it's my daughter's first trip. Woo! Yeah, it's going to be exciting, man. We got her all dolled up in her little pink tutu. Um, wife's doing good we actually got the in-laws in right now so everything's wonderful man Javion personally is continuing to be humble and pressing forward uh keeping my faith first and excited for the opportunity to even hear my name called well i can already tell that you're a good person man and i just want to say thank you again for coming on the show kj thank you as well packers fans if you like today's episode please leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts and spotify text this show to a friend that's the number one way to help us grow check out javion cohen and keep an eye on him for the nfl draft hopefully he can be in the green and gold javion have a fun day at disneyland and we'll catch you next time go pack go Thank you, Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Go back.